On this episode of Quantum Week, January 12th through 18th, 1997. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, talk about movies, music, headlines, stories. We're continuing through January 97 with The People versus Larry Flint and Super Bon Bon by... By... Soul Coughing. Soul Coughing. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Dude, I gotta tell you, I am so much happier to do this episode. So much happier than fucking yesterday, the second time us doing that episode. That felt so weird. I woke up and... I didn't sleep well last night. <laughs> Because I was just like, I was so frustrated by having just, to do it's it. It's what it is. You gotta roll with it. No, it's, it's what it is. I mean, it's what it, 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 but it's fake. It felt fake. That was my problem. It, it's like, this is feels fake to me. It feels like I'm performing some, like I'm, I'm in this, I'm just lying the whole time. I don't think, I don't look at it that way because uh, what we did, I hit all the same beats that we hit when we did the show organically, I think, or tried to. That was my goal. I was trying to hit all the, and those beats came out organically. Now, repeating them doesn't yeah. make them any less how I feel. Oh, you know no, what I mean? like, no, no, no. It's just the way that the, the interactions went. It's just like how we move from one to another. I was like, yeah, I know this. Yeah, I know this. And th- that had nothing to do with you. It was just the fucking ridiculousness but, but we, of having but, it done. And it, it could never be as good as it being. I value so much the spontaneity of our show right. now. Well, I mean, I always did anyway, but like it is clear. Yes, there's a clear difference between the two. It's way more fun to just talk about shit when you don't know what the other person's gonna say oh, i mean that's why i was adding from the beginning that we never uh, tell each other because because I, I didn't want it to be like you know no, you're right where you kind of rehashing stuff. but i i mean i think we i, I don't know I, I i'm not saying we did bad or you did I bad no or whatever I, it was I, fine I mean, it could be a terrible show i have no idea i, I just mean, didn't i was not happy about it <laughs> i was <laughs> just not happy yes. but i'm much happier to do this one because it just feels normal again <laughs> We have stuff. I don't want to uh, give too many details, but uh, all the patrons, uh, thank you so much. And yeah. we are we're working. We just signed some papers to advertise on a pretty some pretty major podcasts. Um, yep. And a lot. And it's all really thanks to you guys. Um, we're able to have this 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 funding to be able to. So I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. We you know the last um, month we advertised on a, like a, a bunch of smaller ones. Yeah. And we saw an uptick, but it wasn't huge. Not very big. Um. So this, you know, I think going after kind of a, a one large one or two large ones that yeah. seem to have way, yep. it's going to give us way more impressions is, is exciting. And it's a network I've known for a while. I know some of the uh, shows on that network, network. I listen to it from time to time. I used to listen to some of them a little bit more. Um, and they're a network that can kind of, it's not like we say anything wrong, but they can kind of handle our, yeah. how, how I guess. Yeah, we're not advertising the, on the ringer, for instance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Yes. Uh, it, some some things it just doesn't it doesn't work for because we're just combative. I a guess. lot of things it doesn't work for. I think. Yeah, a lot of things it doesn't work for. But this network is kind of known for that, yeah. and um, so it feels like a really good fit. Yeah. And you had a great. I mean, I didn't talk to them, but you had a great experience talking to them. And great conversation with them. Something. There's a lot of different options because it's a it's a larger network that have like a few different types of shows. So yeah. we can try this route first, and we can try like another you know host show you know later on. And it just seems like it, it just seemed really exciting and, and a potentially a good fit for us. But I did want to you know once we have more details kind of iron out, we'll, we'll say what the network. Is. We're not trying to be. No, no. We just we yeah. just we're, it's not 100 percent 100 percent yet. So uh, but once we kind of get all the kind of. T's crossed and I's dotted. We'll uh, we'll say we'll say what it is. Uh, it's a major network. Some of these shows have a serious amount of downloads. Yeah. So it's a different uh, it's strategy good. than what we took, say, two months ago. But uh, yeah, I like to keep you guys. We like to keep you guys in the loop because uh, it's you know it's, you guys are help, helping support this. So um, 
I mean, plus, I, 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 would, I would like hearing that kind of yeah. inside baseball. Yeah, yeah I would want to know too. Um, cool. You ready to talk people versus Sonic Yes, this is a great movie. Yeah, it is. Borderline great movie. Yeah. I think it's great because I, I was like, very good or great, but I can't think of... I can't think of anything wrong with this movie. This is a very good movie. It's super entertaining the entire way through. It's really good. Very well acted. The script's great. The direction is direction is great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. So I was forming a genius. Obviously. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, it was, did you find, is there, we'll start there. Did you find anything like wrong with it? Is there anything that would keep it from great? Yeah. I mean, keep it from great. Uh, so I think it is great. So, uh, I this is like an A minus A movie. It's not gonna uh it's not gonna crack my top can't, five. Can't do that, yeah. It's not in my top one hundred, but if I had a really? say, but if I but if I had to say a top one twenty, it would be on you know what I mean? It's, it's a just miss. I think this would probably hit my top this has got to I I don't have it's one if it's got it. It's real good. For, for me right now, my my hundredth film is a hell or high water, which I think is better than this. That's um, really good. Yeah. And uh I I have like black swans like right in the fringe. I think that's better than this too. But but barely. The my my here my issues are very, very tame issues. I'm not a big biopic fan. No one does them better than Mio's Foreman because when he does a biopic, it's not a biopic. It's it's a it's um has a different theme. Like Amadeus is about jealousy. Yes. And it's about talent. Yep. Um versus effort which is a really interesting way to frame biopic this is about censorship censorship free speech right yeah but it's also has it's also in a biopic you know man on the moon uh, i i'm very uh i i have very strong i really yeah you're really, I really that like that movie, movie. Yeah. but i'm a huge andy coffin fan so yeah. I, it's probably very biased in my opinion on that um but i really love that movie yeah um but no one does them better than eos foreman because what he's doing is he's kind of taking an angle. He's not just doing yeah, like, man. The moon's about show business. It's about it's commitment about, to craft. It's about like, it sounds small, but like comedy and pranking, but it's about when the joke becomes, when does the joke end and reality begin? That's really what that movie's about. Well, that's what Kaufman is good. And, at. Right. Yeah. And, but, but he that. takes that angle more than like just a beat by beat of his life. Yeah. It is a bit of a beat by beat of his life more than the other two movies are. Um, but, uh, I, I still think it's great, but because um, I think you have to do that. Like you do have to show how they get there. Like we got very early Larry Flint, Flint here. You know, he's ten years old, um, selling moonshine or whatever. So yeah. you you, you kind of do have to see that. Um, but it's not just it's not just their life events necessarily. No, it's, like it's, that's it's my issue. Like like you love Walk the Line, which I is, do. It's fine. It has some good performances. It's okay, but like that movie is just a beat by beat. That movie's not about anything. It's just about it's about Johnny Cat, but it's not about anything. There's yeah, no just, real. The great, performances are so great. It's hard to. They're they're fine. They're yeah. good. Yeah, and, but they're, they're, but the, there's no there's no extra layer. There's no there's no thematic element of that movie where this movie obviously has it. Sure. Uh, and also has the great performance. It's like, what do you like better, this movie or Walk the Line? because you have walk the line very high i right? know the problem is so i th- you said the performances are fine but i think the performances in walk the line are are awesome they're, they're very good uh they're particularly very uh they're very good yeah yeah but they're imitations like i don't i, I have a hard that's, still, like, that's ah. different but they, they're actually singing they're they they see it's yeah. it's, it's right like i have a, and i have a very hard time with with uh music biopics like i i don't like seeing um, I don't like seeing actors playing musicians. I don't think they ever do a good job. This is one of the, that's one of the only ones that does. I don't know. It's close. That's a tough, I, that's the tough. Mimi- the mimicry. I, I'm not a big fan of mimicry. Like, is that acting to just like, you know, basically do an impression. And that's where I kind of have an issue. I think obviously Joaquin Phoenix is amazing and, and he's very, he's very good. At that movie. And so, and so is, uh, Reese with this one. Yeah. Very good. Good. yeah. But, uh, but 
like, to me, the performances in this are better because the people we don't know as well, like no one, you know, no one knows Althea, obviously. No, and then no, like no. the warrior, like, you know, Isaacman, like no one knows yeah. him. And obviously people have a familiarity with Larry Flint. Um, but you don't, I mean, do we really like know him, know him? No. Like Johnny Cash? Like, no. Probably not. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly didn't. Um, or I certainly don't. And uh, I, I, I just really, I love how this, this movie definitely does kind of pivot to be, you know, at first it's kind of about pornography, but then after the first act, it's really about the second third act are really yeah. about censorship yeah. and, uh, and, and what it means, what free speech actually means. Woody is kind of, he, Woody is doing an impression though. Like you, you see end, after the surgery, after he starts this, to do the, the gunshot. He has that mumble voice. Yeah, he does the mumble. Um, but the first two acts, he doesn't have that. No, he doesn't. But I don't know if Larry didn't. I don't he know might either. not have had it before too, he got we don't, shot. We don't really. We're both too young to no remember idea. him before he got shot. No. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It is. It's about censorship. And I. Um. And I think it's a great. This really speaks. I know it speaks loud to you too. Like yes. censorship. You, you can't really. You wouldn't necessarily call this art, but it is to some people and you know, whether or not uh, you've a majority or, you know, anybody has the power or should have the power to stop you from saying something. And my opinion is no. And that you have to defend, you know, the worst speech, the most vile speech out there. You have to defend that. You know, you can't imprison people. You can't find people for that unless it causes harm and you can show that it causes harm. Um, let's say I'm a, let's say I'm a 40 year old guy, right? But it's like, say the 1990s. Yep. Okay, so let's say one of my buddies like I just got a subscription to Hustler. Yep, I would be like, that's fucking weird. That is weird. Like, what? I don't wait. That, that yeah, it's not. But you know what? Whether I think it's weird or not, it should be. Who the fuck am I to say it shouldn't be? It shouldn't exist, right? And and that's what I think this movie does so well. And this, you know, it's I don't think it gets enough respect. It's Edward Norton's uh, kind of court, uh, Supreme Court speech at the end of the movie. It's a really, really, really good performance yes it is and it's really really well written I, I don't know how much they've taken from the actual when he actually argued when the actual lawyer argued the case but it's really well done and it talks about and edward on the entire time is like hey look this isn't for me but that's not the point that's not the point and, and i think it, the movie does a really great job using uh uh, the Isaacman character, you know, Edward Norton's character to kind of your base. That's basically you like, you know, he's the audience in a lot of ways. He is, you know, oh, of course. Uh, and, but I, I really love how, uh, Milo's Foreman chose him because at the same time though, he is, he's on the side of anti censorship. He is. So th- it's nice to have kind of that, the every man be so strongly, um, so, so strong in one area. So, so how's a strong, opinions about something because usually the every man is kind of neutral yeah but this every man does have very strong opinions about about this case which is nice you don't he does. get that in a movie. he has strong opinion about the content and he has yes. strong opinion about about uh the virtue of free speech it's nice to see both i also like the the thing that i really like about his performance is he sounds like a real person he stumbles on some yes. stuff and like he sounds like like a legitimate dude it doesn't like, seem like acting no it doesn't at all he does a great job he's really good in this. yeah he um, is good I mean, they all are. I mean, he's excellent. I mean, they all are. You're, they, you're absolutely right. Even like, like Crispin Glover. Oh my God. This is maybe the best thing he's ever done. He's never been better. I, well, yes, well, I know you look. the future. No, but he, he's better in this. No, he's not. He is better in this. That's, he's, he's not. He's like he's, 10 lines. What are you talking he's about? He's so good in this. Like, he's just a, he's, such a he's good, really weird fun, guy. But he's so much better in Back to the Future. He, he's, he plays like three versions of himself in that movie. Like, yeah, maybe he's better there. I liked him better here. 
I was like, that's Crispin Glover. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's a really funny, like Vincent uh, Scavelli, who's obviously, he was in, uh, he's been in a bunch of, he was in Ghost. He's been, yeah. uh, he's been in a lot yeah. of stuff. But he's always fun. Like, I love how he's in Batman Returns. And like, he's always in like really weird movies. And this is a weird movie. Yeah. And, uh, but he, like, I love how, like, the supporting cast is all kind of just strange actors. Uh, cause it creates kind of a strange mood and feeling to this movie. It's also kind of playful because Woody Harrelson's so playful. And, yeah. You know, and it's, so it's a fun mix of like strange and playful, which are two things I really enjoy. Yep. Uh, and, uh, it, it makes for a very entertaining movie that could have been very, either it could have been too much with the pornography or it could have been too much too with dry. the legal stuff. Yeah. And it's not at all. It's, no. it's kind of a wild ride. It is. Yeah. You get enough of the, of the zaniness of his lifestyle and, but not over top over the top nudity all the time. And you don't get, yeah, you get all the dry stuff from the, from the court case. It could have been, yeah, you could have had a legal drama the entire time, which would have probably not been that fun. Right. Given what character, like what type of character is, he lived a weird life. Like he was into some stuff that we're not going to, like we're not going to have a porn empire. We're not going to know what that's like. Right. So it's interesting to kind of see that lifestyle and also see him like shut away too, you know, after he gets to the point where he is addicted to drugs after he gets, yeah, after he gets shot, like it's interesting to see kind of all those things happen. He just died like uh, two months ago. Yeah, I saw. Um, yeah. And, uh, inter- uh, and it, so this movie did f- face some criticism when it came out, which I, which I remember a lot of people just felt it wasn't very accurate. So like, you know, his, uh, I think a, a year later, I want to say his, one of his daughters. So he has kids. Yeah. Uh, one of his daughters claimed that she, he sexually abused her, but then she was also trying to sell a book. I'm not, I, I don't. Right. Uh, and uh, he actually had, I think, three or four wives. I think he had maybe three. I think there was one before Althea, think, right? Two before Althea. And was it? So maybe one after. The one maybe. after came after the movie, obviously. Yeah. yeah not obviously, but... Uh, yeah, uh, so there was, was a... But I don't think... I don't watch... I'm not watching this movie to get the, like, the most accurate portrayal of Larry Flint. No. Uh, I'm watching this movie because I really... Uh, I really enjoyed the story, and I really like when a movie kind of takes a position like this. Uh, you don't... You know, it's funny. You would never see this movie made today. That's the, that's the issue. Yeah, do you remember when people used to value free speech? You know, particularly the left was like a huge proponent of yes. of, uh, of backing the state off um, from attacking speech. Like, that, that used to be a value, and it doesn't see... It actually seems to, to have turned. It seems like... The media and you know uh, the media and, and left leaning folk who are attacking it right now. It's it's very weird how that transition happened. That used yeah. to be a, a virtue and a value, and I don't I don't get why it changed. If um, you haven't seen this movie uh, in a while, and I hadn't seen it in, in a while, uh, I I mean while I mean like say in the past ten years, I recommend revisiting it because it has a whole different layer now with social media. And he says that I love the quote. I don't know if it's actually his or not, but the quote from the movie where he's where he's talking to the media and he says, "If they protect a scumbag like me, they'll protect all of you." I mean, that, that rings true. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, yeah, if, like he says, I'm the worst of you. I'm the worst of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the media is, is there, they should be paying special attention. Like they're the ones kind of on the first line of, because they're putting their opinions out there. Or they used to be putting their opinions out there. They're on the first line of who would be censored first, who would, you know, who the state would go after first. I would think it almost seems like now though, you have a lot of media that, part of their job is censoring like they looking at like old tweets or yeah. trying to catch you and gotcha moments where it's almost become the media. It's funny because the media was like the people protect even Larry Flint. He's like, I think he, what, he before the Supreme court, you had like the ACLU, you had uh, That's right. a number of like, I think the Washington post and other people had come out and said, Hey, we don't like Larry Flint, but 
you got to support him on this case because it would affect all of us. And imagine if the case had gone a different way. You know, you would you wouldn't see oh political cartoons. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't see because it would be a slippery slope, right? Right. Like, it, it would be. You would never. You you might not even see stuff on SNL because where does parody end at some point? If if this had gone the other way, how we uh, consume media would have changed entirely. Yeah. It would have really been a real, really drastic change. And, uh, you know, so now with, with social media and stuff, it does have a different layer now because I guess the difference is with social media dealing with private businesses that own these companies. But then how do we interact with each other and what are we trying to do to each other is, uh, is under a different umbrella. It's, it's a, it had a lot of layers. I remember I walked away with this did. movie. I always walk with this movie, uh, impressed with how it tackles the topic but i walked away from it now impressed with how pressing it was in some topics certainly yeah if you haven't seen it you should see it because or even haven't seen it in a while in a while right see it again because yeah. it really does it, it holds up in a, in a different way than you than it was even intended to this might be the biggest test now might be the biggest test for to free speech ever because you have the state it's its strongest and you've got the issue with social media is that it's just now we're seeing into the hearts of people or the like the worst part of people's hearts I mean, a because, revolutionary war soldier might disagree with you oh yeah uh but the state wasn't as powerful then like you could hide you could you could go into the forest and maybe never be found but now you can't hide like there's no there's no hiding from the state at this point it's it's too big it's too strong so if someone wants to take you down for free speech like you're, you're gonna be found it's it's there's nothing you can do at least then when you know less populated place well because if you said something to your neighbor it wasn't it wasn't out for everybody to see. Like right now, everybody has their own micro platform that everybody sees. So I, yeah, you could, you could go into a bar and talk about revolution and maybe you would never be found out. But if you talk about revolution online now, everybody's going to know. It's really interesting how social media has turned us all into telltales. Yeah, it's ugly. And it's all about just kind of like telling on each other and like trying to, it's like it's it's strange. It, I guess it's maybe it shouldn't be like it's, it's it's turned it all into like a second grade like recess. Yeah, and but maybe that's who we all are. Like Lord of the Flies. Maybe that's who we all are at our core is second grade as a recess. That's not how it used to be though. No, I think there's been a concerted effort to make it so that people don't deal with their own problems anymore. Like I remember um, people talking about uh, things that were happening in, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where. People were having like neighborly disputes and they would call the police on each other. And it's like in, you know, 30 years ago, people would just go knock on the door and say, Hey, yeah. you know, your dog shit on my lawn. Like, right. is this something? But now it's like, now you call it because you don't want the confrontation. So I think, I think there's been a steady progression towards us not being able to like work shit out with each other. And so now we're fucking tattletales online and it's just amplified because everybody can see it. Um, yeah, I, but I actually, I'm, I know, I, I know, you know, you, hate social you hate social media a lot. i do i do i i, I do I, i'm hopeful because i think I, it is, I think it's exposing us to the manners that we need to have in order i think people will eventually get sick of it and realize listen it's not worth like feeling like this makes us all feel like shit if we're mean if we're terrible to each other i don't think humans want to feel like shit the majority of us and i think it it teaches us manners and we do better at the other end of this but uh, i think it's just going to be troubling for a little while I, I disagree. I mean, it's only gotten worse. Why would, what, what's going to have this sea change? It has to come to a head. It has to get to a point where people are so, you're seeing it now. Those tattletailers are getting tattled on and they're losing their jobs. Like eventually that's just going to keep happening. It's going to eat itself and people are just going to be like, fuck this. This is not worth it anymore. The tattle, then it empowers the tattletailers on the other side. Is, is they keep they're not going to be any scouts, left. They, they're not going to be any left. I think 10 years ago, if I asked you what social media is going to become, you would not have told me what, what, 
You know, you would not have predicted this. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. You wouldn't have. You would be like, oh, it's going to be great. Or it'd be like, because you're always like so hopeful for this shit. But that's not how fucking shit just gets grimy and worse. Not all the time. I think a lot of shit gets better with technology. It really does. Like our life, think of our lifespan. You know, 150 years ago, we lived till we were 42 years old and then we would die. Like now we live double that. I mean, their technology means a lot to no, us. It, no, right. But I mean, technology as it's used by the everyday man always ends up getting kind of fucked up and gross because either it get either it gets consumed by greed and it gets ruined that way or it gets consumed by just people being assholes and it gets ruined that way. But it also empowers the people who are good folks to be able to circumvent the bad folks. Like the fact that we have we're the not internet. Uh, but we are in some ways, just maybe not on Twitter. I put on Facebook, I see oh, people bragging about getting fucking vaccinations. <laughs> I know, I know. Fucking insane. <laughs> I put on Twitter, and all it is is people like telling each other for being offensive 20 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever the last tweet was yes you know you anything you go on the only the only actually good space now is my space because there's no one there <laughs> <laughs> uh, every single one you go, go back to, to tom instagram is all about like vanity and like people oh, just being yeah. incredibly self-centered so like no matter where you go it's just another like angle on the, the worst of humanity this, this nothing nothing good comes from this that's not true it amplifies the good and it amplifies the bad what we good? the good is that we get to see all any news that we want to see if we want to know what's happening in the world right. ever if we want to if we want to have information we've got it now yes and i think i think that is so empowering it's awesome i think it's so empowering because it means that we can build things together think of think of this like but that's I, like a social media element, though. You can get that from news sources. Like uh, my favorite. I don't website, trust the news sources. My favorite website is baseballreference.com. Yes, it's all baseball stats. It that's different. Daily. But it's really cool because I didn't have that twenty. You know, exactly. It's right. Really, really, exactly. So, right. That's an example of technology being great. Right. But the social media element is human speaking, and anytime humans speak for too long, it goes to shit. No, you got to listen to me about this. It's about cultivating <laughs> your fucking community. That's why I block people. You have to cultivate your community. You have to set up standards. No, you have to set up. No, they do. But but no, if no, because enough good people say fuck you and you wall them off, then they can't do any harm. They they either have to learn. No, 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 they I've dude. I've I've been in a lot of like online communities and discords and other stuff. I've seen this in action. If you create the right, if you create the right incentives, People will, they'll, they'll either fade away or they'll fucking buck up and do the right thing and be, and be a, a good valued member of your community. But you have to set the walls. I want to go on social media, get information, tell jokes and have a good time. I don't want to create and cultivate communities. I, I don't, I'll do that in my own real town. I just want to go and have a good time and, and not, and not, That's easy, not hurt my friend. anybody. That's easy, my friend. Then all you have to do is just follow the, the people that you want information from. Don't think about it in, in terms of anything else or just create lists of. Well, I like to tell jokes with my friends. Like, I, you know, I'm a normal. And I think my approach with me, I think is more normal than yours. You're, uh, you know, playing Sim City with communities <laughs> on these things. Very strange, Twit city. very strange, uh, Chrono has take there. I know it's what you feel though. It's honest. Uh, but I, I think most people probably approach it similar to me and like, Hey, just go on, tell some jokes, get some information about things. Yeah, but you're not you happy about it. You are not happy about it. The way you're doing it does not make you happy. The um, way that I do the way that I do it actually is fine. I like, would say you've been you've been way less happy on social media the last eight months than I have been. No, no, only in spurts. Like there was only there's only been spurts, but I've also cultivated my my timeline, so I don't see any of the bad shit anymore. Yeah. I just don't. Um, they don't bother me. That, that doesn't have. It's doesn't, not. A, I, it just become like a thing about trolls. It's not about that. Because I mean, Larry Flint in theory is the first troll, or or. or an early OG troll. He is a white hat troll. He is. He is. He's a troll. Though. He's he, out. He's, yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he's white hat to you, but but you don't like Jerry Falwell. If you like Jerry Falwell, he's a black hat. Yeah. So you know, and well, Jerry Falwell's wrong. 
though. He's I, also morally wrong. I agree with you, yeah. but people don't always agree with us. Yeah, well, then their morals are fucked. Like, well, you got well, you have to decide. Some people, I'm sure, there's many good people that just love that really just stuff. But you can be no, but you can be religious and still think that he's wrong. Like, you can't, you can't allow, um, you can't allow parody people to go to jail. Like, you cannot allow, you can't sue people for making fun of you. That's that's that. There's so much wrong with that. Like, you have to prove that someone has hurt you like that, that someone has either, you know, defrauded you or, or there's been violence against you or something. You can't sue someone for making fun of you. That's, that's morally repugnant. Well, yeah. We've, we, this movie kind of, that's what this movie's about. I, I know um, we might go, we might get to that point though. Uh, we, we, we may, we may, yeah, I know, we I'm, I'm not, I, I, I am scared of at, that. Th- at this point, fucking Aaron's on the table. I, yeah. I right. If, if that, I, I would not be, that would not be the most shocking thing in my life at this point. If someone sued someone for making fun of them, yeah. I would not be shocked. Um, let's talk about uh, some performances here because we talked a little about uh, Edward Norton and how great he is. I want to get back to him in a second, but I do want to talk about Courtney Love and she's Woody Harrelson. So good, Courtney I, Love's so good, and she—I think she's even better, Man on the Moon. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been so long since. Yeah, I've seen it. I but, probably haven't seen it since. Uh, but early sure, but and there's nothing against this performance. She's so good here. She's really good here. I think the, I like the one better. It's a little quiet. It's a quieter performance. Yeah, and that um, makes sense. And uh, it's it's really good. And she just has really honest reactions to what um, Andy Kaufman is going through. But it's cool because not only can she play kind of a crazy person in this movie, yeah, but she can play like a like a more normal. She's like the grounded one in Man in the Moon. That's right. It's like, well, not only is she really talented, she has some range, but then like no one knew what to do with her in Hollywood. It's too bad. And she claimed just recently she had some like Me Too issues and... Um, and she's like, ah, oh, she's, and she actually just said she's retiring from acting, but she's like, it was fun being a movie star for a bit. And she, she banged like Milos Foreman a ton. She's like, because I got to work with this great director, I was yeah. a movie star for a while. I got to go to the Golden Globes and have this great experience. And, uh, she's really good. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the band Hole. Like, I don't like Hole at all, they're, they're, but they're, she's great. It's in not, this. it's not like, and I'm, you know, if you read some of the Nirvana stuff with her and Kurt Cobain, it's yeah. like, uh, it's well, not, there are a lot of drugs in there too. A lot, yeah. a lot of shit going on, but, uh, but her performance in my mind, at least this is like her legacy is this movie. In, in yes. Oh, absolutely. She is. She is great in this. My favorite part is I like how crazy their relationship is, but yet how loyal she is. Like she is devoted to this guy yeah. in such a heartwarming way. Like she'll stick by him. Um, and she does it so well. She's, she's such a warm character here. I thought, I thought she's phenomenal. Um, I, yeah, I don't, she's not, she's a way better actor than she is a singer. And I writer, agree in my mind. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. This is way more, way more calling than music ever was. Like she's, she's really good. She's here. really good here. Yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson, this is probably his best performance. Uh, if you're not a fan of mimicry, then maybe you're thinking like, you know, no country or even three billboards. I think he's, re- he should have been, I mean, he was in yeah. Sam Rockwell in that movie, but you know, Woody Harrelson though, man, what a true detective though. That first season, oh, yeah, he is really. I mean, that you, first season, you can even is, point to Woody Boyd. Yeah, he's great as he's great. Woody. Yeah, like he's not a movie Hall of Famer to me. Um, really, and he's probably not a TV Hall of Famer for me. Really, but if you could combine that, it's almost like Joe Torre. Yeah, he was like a. Like, obviously, Joe Torre's a Hall of Fame manager, but yeah, you know, but Joe Torre's like just missed a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, but like you know, you have like it's like oh, I, but but he should be he but he should be in the Hall of Fame you because think like, Woody's a Hall of Fame actor in movies. Probably not. Really? Yeah. That seems crazy to me. He's been in he's awesome never, films. Never won an Oscar. He's never. Oh, really, he's never. He's talked. so good. He's he's good. He's very good. It's it's not Hall of Fame isn't always about talent either. I hate your Hall of Fame. Okay, I don't want to go. Fine. I'm not. I'm not touring that Hall it's of Fame. Fine. <laughs> it's a combination. It's, it's kind of all the things kind of encompassed. No, I wouldn't put. 
Like, I have Schwarzenegger in the Hall of Fame. I don't have Woody Harrelson. Yes. But Schwarzenegger, obviously Harrelson's a much better actor, you know, on Way his better. worst day than right. Schwarzenegger ever is. Yeah. But Schwarzenegger is, you know, was an iconic figure in movies. I don't think it's, it's part of Woody Harrelson's charm. He's not. Woody Harrelson is, like, the best character actor maybe of my lifetime. Like, he can kind of do it all. He's like, and that's what makes him so great. I kind of like that he's not in the But he's got a huge range. Like, think about all the comedy he's done and all the drama he's done. And he's been a leaning man in a bunch of movies. Yeah. But he's at his best though when he's not. I mean, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying supporting people shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame either. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. He, he's, 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 he's on the brink, but like, I, 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 I don't, I can't imagine he'd be in. Damn it. I know. We, he needs to win a couple, uh, Oscars before I wish, he goes. I, uh, it, wouldn't it be, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Cause he, I think about like natural born killers, like something like that. So fucked up. And then this is a pretty fucked up role. But then he's, and then Kingpin. But then he's in, right, which came out the same year. So, oh, yeah. uh, this okay so let's talk best picture a little bit so um we talked about a little bit the jerry Maguire one i know you're not uh, a big jerry Maguire fan nope um but think about what came out this year sleepers oh, came yeah. out this year yeah. uh kingpin um uh swingers so there yeah. were some good movies that came out that maybe didn't get a ton of oscar love that maybe should have uh i i haven't seen shine in forever so i um, saw swingers after the fact it didn't did it get any theaters did it get any buzz or did anybody go and see it? In the it well, I know. I mean, then it was a huge independent. Yeah. Like if you were like independent film geek, like I was, then yeah. like it was, but, um, right. It didn't get like major, it, no one knew who Vince Vaughn was yet. You know, it got a lot of like film festival buzz and it sure. came out. It didn't make a ton of money. It made, I think it made, I'm sure it made, it didn't cost him to make, so it made its money back. I, I don't know what Merrimax paid for it to get the rights, but, hmm. um, but it, it obviously has had more of a lifespan after the fact that oh, it yeah. came out yeah, yeah. No, like, i don't cult. know if we'd ever cover it i don't think we'd ever i don't think it ever hit top 10 mm-hmm. i think the highest ever ranked was 11 yeah so we almost would have to be like a special occasion type thing so it would have been it. it would have been off the radar for for the oscar love not necessarily no not for oscar love the thing that held it back for oscar was the comedy oscars hate comedies all oh, right yeah so that's, that's why that's the yeah. only reason no it wouldn't it had that box office and oscars don't necessarily it's not the same that wouldn't they don't just well so then it just had it just had to hit the theaters not was anymore, it? but it just had to, at the time, it had to hit the theaters, right? Yeah, that's all, that's all it's ever been. That's all it's just hit the theaters. I mean, you, you, there have been movies nominated for Oscars that have made less than, like, $3 million. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, right. they've been nothing. They, you know, but, um, you know, sometimes when they get the nomination, too, they get a little bit of boost as well. Um, no, Swingers is never going to get an Oscar nomination. It didn't even get a Golden Globe nomination. It wasn't going to get anything like that. Because yeah. it's because they're snobby about comedies. But in hindsight, you know, something like that, or even like Groundhog Day or Ghostbusters, right? Like, these are movies that we we hold dear to us that didn't get any Oscar love. Right. Uh, really. So, uh, that's just because they're snobby about comedies. I don't know why. So, who was nominated? I know the film was nominated. Wait, was the script nominated? The movie was nominated. Okay, what are you asking me? Uh, for uh, People versus Larry. It was Flint. not. It's only got oh, two Oscar nominations. Was it, uh, best what? actor, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And um, best director. That's what it was. So, pretty wild. So, they're not going to have best picture. So, this is what Jerry Maguire and uh, this movie kind of have, have in common or split. Maguire was nominated for best picture, but not best director. And this was vice versa. Um, so. This should have been nominated for best picture. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think if you could have do, if you could do a mulligan on this year, you know, something like Shine nothing against that movie you know secrets and the lies these are movies that no one really cares about anymore swingers uh people are sorry Flint. these are movies that hold up yeah and yeah. jerry Maguire. i mean you don't like it but this is a movie that has that has had a long lifespan and fargo is the other one yeah and fargo yeah, if you could do a, a redo on this fargo year, wins fargo wins yeah yeah that's an incredible movie um but if, yes. you could do, if you could do a redo on this year cameron krogus nominated for best director you think he does? 
Oh, if they could do a redo? Yeah, I mean, that, that movie is iconic. It's a shit movie. Not even directed well. It's a shit movie. Something like Sleeper is something me and you both really like a lot. Yeah. But that's not something that... I'm, history, like, besides me and you talking about it on the, the show, I think it's really got on the last 20 years. <laughs> no one else will watch it. So I think it. if you could do a redo, that wouldn't necessarily be in there, but it would be maybe for me and you, but not for anybody else. Do you think this movie explained the Ruth uh, Crater Stapleton... Uh, Ruth, was a Carter-Stapleton relationship? I found that confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah, because yeah, I... do a great job there. Yeah. Uh, I guess that would be my one knock, is, yeah. is I don't... I didn't really understand that relationship. So she is the sister of um, Jerry... of uh, Jimmy Carter, right. the president. Religious person. She died shortly after, um, like their interaction. Oh, really? A couple years later, after Jerry, after uh, um, Larry Flint got shot, she died. The way that it's directed, it looks like there's some sexual part of it, right? Because because you got her touching his hand, yes. which is a very weird thing. And then there's no payoff to that ever. No. We never get like a resolution. You I, see Courtney Love obviously like react to it, but that's it. I think Milos Foreman had a really hard time believing in himself if that mm. makes any sense yeah so like he had to tell the story because that's a big reason why uh why probably got shot was because he was shitting on christ right that, that at least in the t- that was a people don't it would make it. sense right right people didn't take it people Larry was trying to be nice to jesus but it looks like he was like making fun of him yeah and it was it, it, things got really fucked up so they had to tell that part of the story but i don't believe Milo's foreman or the screenwriters ever really knew what understood that relationship any better than maybe yeah they should have made a stronger decision i don't know i just think it's such a weird well have the conversation have her if if that in fact happened where she took him under her wing a little bit then that's fine but don't put the sexual tension part there that's weird where she gets close to him and that's weird like why else did the why else i i the whole thing because i was creepy it made me creeped out about her and i don't she might just be a nice lady she might just have wanted to you know we get this guy some peace you know maybe i i, I don't know but it but it creeped me out and i was like are no. we trying are we looking at her as a creepy person i mean you can even feel it in the in the movie because like, because yeah. larry flynn gets shot and the next scene is um according love comes into the lobby and goes all right take all this jesus christ stuff down we're no more religion in here and you can even feel the movie guy to let out an air of relief yeah like, like, like oh, we're past on. that right i, I did, it didn't seem like there was a chapter in larry flynn's life that the, the director the screenwriter anybody wanted to deal with but they felt like they had to do it Mm, yeah and they kind of did just because he gets shot it's him getting shot it's a big deal so um yeah that would be i guess that would be my my knock on this movie is that that was not that was not explained well and it seemed really out of place nothing wasn't explained to what was you see edwin norton get shot but they don't really explain what happens like we don't get to see he's like up and moving around you're like we you they should have explained that a little better from a narrative point yeah they went to like we don't even really know what his injuries were right yeah it looked like he got shot. Was it in the abdomen? It looked like yeah. that. And then, yeah, we I mean, don't really he, know. No, he's fine. So it's like, yeah. what, what happened here? Right. So, you know, is he dead? What happened here? So it's very confusing the first time you see it. So that, that's something they... they, they I it, gave that a pass because it's kind of like, well, this is about Larry. So we're going to follow his story and his surgeries is, and all that stuff. The third act actually is more about Edward Norton than it is about Larry Flint. a lot of that. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, it really is about this lawyer coming to grips with dealing with this insane client. Yeah. Um, that third act, the movie does... The movie pivots a couple times. And that, I think that's what makes it so entertaining. And also makes it feel like you're watching somebody's real life because nobody's life is kind of on a one track. Like true. That's the kind of my issue with walk the line. It's like, uh, it just feels, it just feels so by the book. And this movie does. This movie takes a lot of weird left turns. Some left turns don't work. Like the, uh, the Jimmy Carter assisting doesn't, sure. doesn't work entirely. Yeah. Uh, but then other ones work so well. It, it makes the whole movie kind of, in my opinion, a really enjoyable ride. This movie is, um, did not make a ton of money when it came out. Um, barely made its money back. And then, you know, got kind of, more or less shunned at the oscars sure um 
got a lot of golden Glo- golden globe love but didn't get a lot of love at the oscars yeah and um and then it just kind of went away and like it's the movie we don't really talk about a ton even now Eber gave it four stars, though, and rightfully Critics so. Loved it. This was a yeah. critical. This well, this movie didn't get a lot of critical. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, award love. It got a ton of critical love. Critics love this movie. Yeah, it was on almost everybody's top ten list. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And plus, critics really feel strongly about, especially back then, about anti-censorship, and they were very pro free speech. So they also had a little skin in the game. And Ebert too, I think he he said that like he seems like a pretty straight laced guy. Um, and yeah, he said that kind of. I mean, well, he, he directed a Roger Corman movie, so I mean, oh, did I don't he? know how. Yeah, I mean, I mean he wrote it. But even Corman the way that he was talking about it, he was a little bit prudish with the the actual content of of uh, of the magazine. So yeah, so. At least in that aspect, he seemed prudish, um, but he understood pretty clear like that there's a line and you got to defend free speech. Um, the DeLorean entrapment thing was interesting too, because uh, we had talked about talked that. About it. Yes, is one of the news items, right? Yes, episodes and episodes ago. Yeah, um, and I forgot that that it might have been the Back to the Future episode or it, right around there. I think is the eighty is obviously right around that time, obviously. And yeah, we talked about how it made the government look like assholes. Yeah, and uh, it's a really great revenge play by uh, by Larry Flint there. He wants to make the government look bad. I mean, that made them look like it assholes. Looks, <laughs> like assholes. And we talked about it on the Quantum Week episode where the not only did the government go after DeLorean there, but they actually tried to go after him again yeah, a second twice. time just to cover their ass. And they lost both times. Both times they looked like total clowns. But sadly, of course, it ruins this poor John. DeLorean yeah, that's too bad. and destroys his entire career and it like the guy didn't really do much of anything wrong he no. used cocaine recreationally and because of that the guy's entire life like got set in flames it did and it ruined his reputation forever it's that's it, ter- terrible reach by the government Gr- really really good revenge play by uh larry Flint. i like the way yeah. it's handled plus you get the great norm mcdonald yes, you do. the greatest stand-up comic ever you get to see him in a, in a scene so yeah that was fun. fun to see him as yeah it's always fun um cool anything else with this movie very good it'll definitely be a uh thumbs up uh you should watch it from i guess me. I, the last thing i want to touch on mm. is edward norton oh right yeah um <sighs> i'm very frustrated with edward norton's career oh uh, yeah yeah, it really, it really upsets me. Um, he came up before we, you and I talked about his career a little bit. What I can't remember. Have we well, seen he, the movie? He's a, he's a kind of a. I, I get very annoyed. I get very upset about it because I, I don't feel. I don't know if anyone's wasted their talent more than him. Uh, so oh, it was Fight Club. We saw Fight Club. Oh yeah, yeah Fight Club. Right. So yeah. So look at the, how he you know starts off with Primal Fear. Yeah. Does um everyone says I love you? Which I think is a Woody Allen movie. He has no part now, but whatever. But and it's People vs. Larry Flint. So after '96, he's in Primal Fear and People vs. Larry Flint. Huge. Cra- you know, he gets nominated for uh, supporting actor for Primal Fear. He could right. have got nominated for this. I think should've. he should have. Yep. Um, and then he does Rounders two years later, which uh doesn't. I love that movie. It's held up really well, but when it came out, it didn't. It didn't get the buzz. Maybe it could have. Is that with Matt Damon too? Yeah. Okay. I love that movie. Yeah. It's a top one hundred movie for me. Uh, and it is American History X same year. Oh my god! Which is a not a great movie, but amazing. It's performance. not the movie. Movie's. Not. I haven't seen it. The movie itself is. Ever. He's amazing in it. The movie itself is weak. Oh, uh, but, too bad. but regardless, so now you like look at these movies that he's in. Like, yeah. Ninety nine Fight Club. This guy, like, yeah, he can't miss. Top of the game, right? Uh, 2000, he directs Keeping the Faith. That's the um, movie where he plays, um, it's with Ben Stiller and Jenna Elfman. He, he's in it as well. He plays a priest. And they, it's him and Ben Stiller both kind of have a crush on Jenna Elfman's character, but he's mm. a priest and really can't. It's, it's not a very good movie. It's a quiet, nice movie, but it's by no means great. Right. Uh, he follows that up with the score, which is with Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro. And the reason he was cast was because he was supposed to be like the next, gener- he was the next guy. Yep. You know, it became DiCaprio. Like, 
Yeah. DiCaprio became yep. the next great actor, right? Yep. We know that now in 2021. But in 2000, it was Norton. It was it was Norton. Yeah. Which is which? If you're a younger listener, you probably no. Because where's this guy been? And uh, uh, but yeah. it's really how we perceived him, right? And he follows up. The score, by the way, is is a uh, a weird movie. I'd love to cover the show. It's a very odd movie. It's directed by Frank Oz, who is did a lot of Sesame Street stuff. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, he was the voice of some of the our favorite puppets, actually. Yes, he's also directed some. <laughs> he did films. Miss Piggy, actually, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so it's a and it's an odd movie. Um, I, I'd love to talk about it. I've been seen in a while. It's it's not a particularly great movie, but it has some odd moments. Um, then he does Death to Smoochie. Um, death to smoochie is not bad it's not as bad as it as it was it got critically savage it's not yeah, that bad i didn't think it was bad uh robin williams it, it plays like a children's tv show host and, right uh it's a, it's a weird it's a weird movie dan devito he directed it um so then he does frida and this is where it all kind of starts to go to shit so frida is um about the artist yes yeah uh and uh oh my god i'm blanking on on this is girlfriend uh who but it's, uh, the I girl don't from, know um, the, the vampire movie we we did oh from interview God. with the vampire. No, no, no. The other, no, we, I know we've done so many movies. <laughs> Have we done my, the Clooney and Tarantino? Dawn, uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Not Selma Hayek. Yes. Thank oh, you. okay. So he, he was dating Selma Hayek at the time, hmm. and um, he it, it was back and forth. He ended up kind of writing most of that movie, and this is when he started really. I mean, he had already before in a couple of other movies. But this is when he really started because he had a lot of influence with Fight Club. But he was asked to be involved with that. Sure, he really started to really start to flex his muscles and started to just rewrite stuff. Like he wasn't. He he really. Oh, I don't know if too many movie stars used to really start to try to control every portion of the film, and it really turned a lot of people off. Well, think of how and, much like how how big his head must have been after the after that run he after did that in, run, in the nineties. And he didn't, you know. Usually, you see guys deal with it badly when it comes to like maybe they do drugs. They just, but he became power hungry. Yeah, and you know he does things like you know then he made some bad choices like with the, the red Italian dragon. job. Italian job. He was does, Red Dragon bad? I haven't seen it forever. I haven't seen it forever. It was, it, it was, uh, it's just, it's just Hopkins story. isn't even in it, right? That's pre-Hannibal Lecter? I think that's no, the first book, maybe? Red Dragon's first no, book? He's still in it, though. Is he? Because yeah. Ralph Fiennes is the bad guy. Rafe Fiennes. Is yes. it Rafe? Not Ralph. Yes. Yeah, Rafe Fiennes. Yeah. And um, Ray Gouillet is in it, too. Uh, yeah. it, it's forever. A, I haven't seen it forever. Yeah, it's forever. Uh, tw- he does 24th Hour, which is great. Yes. Amazing performance. Yes absolutely top shelf uh, but then i said then it gets it gets kind of oh, he's right italian job which we talked about before he had to do because it's it yeah. contractual and then he starts doing uh, he does the illusionist which is the shitty magic movie oh that's the right the you knockoff know, the, of uh it prestige the it came time, out before prestige. Prestige. in but, fact i think there's supernatural elements to the illusionist actually which is weird it's, i haven't seen movie in forever it, yeah. it, it, it that didn't work for me no. and then you know he does like incredible hulk he Not does like, good. the movie Pride and Glory, which is about like New York cops. Don't um, think I saw. Oh, actually, I might have seen it. Don't remember it. It's just he did. It, it just kind of gets away from him. And he starts making some odd choices. Yeah, he's not doing I good also, movies. And I also think a lot of parts dried up. People didn't want to work with him. Um, and I think his choices became a lot more. But he also he did just recently direct that movie. Was it Motherless Brooklyn? Uh, he directed. I haven't it, seen it. He wrote it. And no one else did either. And it didn't get any Oscar. Now last year, so last year, I mean twenty nineteen. Excuse me, was a very strong year for movies. Yeah. Um. So. You know, maybe if it, had, if it actually had to come out in this year, maybe it would have potentially gotten a better shot. But um, this year, I mean, twenty twenty, you know, yeah, yeah. it would have had a better shot. Oh, it, way better, yeah, way I better mean, shot. I, but yeah. I, but it didn't. It just kind of came out with a whimper. I I, I I'm a big Ed Norton fan, and I didn't. I haven't even seen it yet. It's just it, he just he's been in um, some Wes Anderson films. 
Um, what was he in? He uh, was in Grand Budapest Hotel. He was also yeah, was that in was Moonrise okay. Kingdom. I have, I have. Anderson kind of died for me, you know. Like I just think his first few, his like first that. few were great, and then it just sort of tailed. I off. like the Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's all right. Um, it's not as good as like nowhere near Tenenbaums or or Rushmore. Uh, Rushmore. No, I agree. I mean, that. so that's but that's but, he, I, but like but other than that, like he doesn't he doesn't. I think a lot of people are kind of scared off by him. Don't want yeah. to deal with him. And you know the Incredible Hulk thing. That obviously you know that really burned a lot of bridges and that pissed everybody off. He got that must him. have lost money. No, I think it made money. Did it make money? Yeah, it made money, but that wasn't the problem. It, it was make, it didn't so make money, bad. But he also started to exhibit, exhibit way too much power. Yeah. And Kevin Feig and Barbara people were like, "We're not fucking dealing with this shit." Like yep. that's that's not going to happen, um, and you know we this is our my this is my boat <laughs> you're riding on it. You know? yeah, yeah. we have a vision for this that's going to go way beyond this movie, and that wasn't anything Edward Norton wanted to be involved in either. So, and then yeah, he just kind of has a in Hollywood circles, he's kind of now known as this like hard to guy work with. that used to be a great actor or had a great promise and is just now like a power hungry guy as a pain in the ass to deal with he's ripe for like a Tar- tarantino to to bring him to back, back in or something yeah he's still, he's still talented it's still, oh he's it's still there it's you don't be. you don't lose it it's not like no, it's tom cruise physical, talked about them but that, that's different uh i think norton's got the introspection like i think he norton's, norton's a more talented actor norton's one of those guys who's too smart for his own good he is yeah he seems really he's bright really 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 yeah, bright i, I think like, that, he should, that hurts. If he was 10 iq points dumber you know maybe he has a bad Damon career you know oh. and, and i'm not knocking because Damon's an incredibly intelligent yeah, a smart actor. guy yeah so i think norton could even lose 10 points and still be a really incre- intelligent actor yeah it's almost like he's like, just, just too smart yeah um and it's be. a shame because i just like i know i love doing those baseball sims or, or like simulation like basketball nba sims and stuff like that i would love to do like an actor simulate i'd love to redo his career because it didn't it started so promising. He really was DiCaprio before DiCaprio. I can't emphasize that enough. And I know it's hard. if you're 20 something, you don't believe me. I'm, I swear to God, he was. He was the guy. He was the best young actor in Hollywood. And then DiCaprio completely flew by him. So did Damon. Oh, yeah. And now a number of guys have. Yeah. You know, Casey Affleck, even. Uh, yeah. You know, a number of guys have now. Yeah. And now he's just kind of left in the dust. It's, it's sad. It bums me out. I, he, was, he was my favorite actor for a time. I guess that's why I'm, I'm really. I, I get upset about it. I was really high on him. At that time, too. My yeah. favorite actor, like in the late 90s, great. early 2000s. There was no one I liked to see. Uh, no one I was more excited to see a movie from. It's too bad. Yeah. Jeopardized on career. Um, okay. Uh, very good movie. And maybe great. Great movie. So we'll see not going to crack your top five. I can't. I can't. And I you mean, don't. But you have walked the line in your top five. No, it's not. Walk the line in your top five. No, it's not. It's not? No. Okay. I don't think so, it is was, it? It was. It was. Yeah. Oh, it was at a time, but it were You had, you I had mean, it very high on your list. Oh, it, yeah, it's probably... That might be top 10, I think, okay. now, but it's not... It's you not like this movie more than... Walk, you like Walk the Line more? I think so. It's a dumb take, right? You, no, you, you no, must no, admit that's kind a of a dumb take, take yeah. though. No, I think the performances are amazing. Reese Witherspoon, that's an all-time performance Whoa. by Reese. Woody Harrelson, Edward Norton, Courtney Love. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know they're great. I don't know. It's hard. That's a hard one. I'm going to rank it. It'll, you'll see it on my... Stay tuned. You'll see it in Stay my tuned. on my list, on my Quantum Week list. Stay tuned, guys. Thanks for following me back on that. By the way, on uh, on. Uh, I, so with that though, I I don't. Uh, I'm a little nervous by the letterbox thing. Why you, letterbox? Why? Because I don't want to see. I I will not put in a new review of a movie until after we record. Oh yeah. Of course, I don't want you to see my review. That's what I'm nervous about. I don't want you. To, I don't want to see yours. Well, number one, I'm never looking. But uh, but yeah, but if no. Follow sometimes it does pop up though. I wouldn't even put if it you're on, not really looking. I wouldn't put it on until after yeah, we so talk. I'm not about making it. any. So there may be like so. For instance, this movie I have in there is a three and a half star movie. I'm actually gonna bump it up to a four. Oh well, this would be in your top 100 anyway, so I could it's not my top 100. I mean, it, it could have been, but right, yeah. Um, but right, so just be careful. With I wouldn't put it. I mean, I'll probably be late. Each other's things, yes. Okay, yeah. 
I won't before we record. I, I won't search your. I, I don't care that much. I know. So, well, I care. I, I care because it's the spontaneity of the show. That's why I care. I don't care about your opinions. What obviously. I mean is, I'm but not. I, I wouldn't care to to look at your. At I know. Your, I said if you follow, it can just pop up. Yeah, but I don't have like the app or anything. I'm okay, never, okay, I'm okay, never gonna right, go right. there. Okay. I'll just go there. Right. I'll probably be late because I'm in there a lot. So yeah, you are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you just researching? I love. I just love looking at the reviews. I love it the looks movies. Cool. I love it. It's really, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, I'm all in. Everyone we've ever seen that I can still remember is in there. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't spend that much time. Yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. I got less time in my day than you do to to devote yeah, to such. Well, I've got less time to devote to such frivolity. <sighs> You're so busy. Fucking <laughs> lame ass shit you do. Anything else in this movie? Very good. You great movie. You should see this movie. Too, too busy taking a walk in the woods. <laughs> right. you get fucking lost well, next. Well, working. Time. Yeah, I mean, there's that too. Busy guy too. Yep. Baseball season coming up, baby. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that you retired as the uh, GM of the Sound, though, which I, I am, think it was time. Yeah, I am. It, it was time. Seven man. championships. That, that was a great run. Ten titles. Ten titles. I thought it was seven. seven oh, did you do seven in a row? That's fucked up. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to step step down. Yep. Um, yeah, maybe pass it on to the next the next generation. Yeah. You know, enjoy retirement. Baseball starting, baby. Yeah. Are you going to get a baseball? Sim? Do you have a baseball sim? I can't remember. Oh, I'm getting one. Yeah, I'm getting one tomorrow. My OTP Ooh. out of the park is from my it's from my computer. Oh, okay. And then I'm getting uh, the uh, I'm going to get the show. The show. Uh, yeah. Uh, in late April. I think I had two thousand like seven. The show. I really liked it. Um, yeah it was uh is it john miller who was the the um the play-by-play guy for um for uh for espn well yeah but san francisco as well yes he was the radio yes. guy for that so he was calling the games on uh in uh 2007 on well, luckily he's not calling games anywhere anymore oh he's i really like awful. him no he's not you don't like him he's, he's awful he's very good he's not good no joe morgan his partner is awful yes, but, john, but uh john Miller's miller good. sucks too no he's very yes, good he what, you like, but, are you a joe my, buck guy cuckoo you like a joe buck guy I like Joe Buck way more than John Miller. No way. I used to listen to Giants. I watched Giants games too because him and was it was it Mike? I always mispronounce his name. Is it Kruko? Um, th- those guys would call the Giants games. Which one was Kruko? He's like I don't a starting pitcher. He was the he was the color guy for the Giants telecast. And uh, but those guys, it's awful. I, it's Wayne Kuyper too. He did a lot of Giants games too, right? That um, name sounds right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he actually was on one of the radio. Um, he was on KNBR. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like. I, I, I don't like. I don't like watching Giants. I like. Jo- of, well, Johnny Miller was a radio for for uh, the Giants. He wasn't on TV, that's right, but that's right. But uh, I, I did. I liked him a lot. I thought he was very good. He, I just did like Joe, right. Miller. Joe Morgan was by far the. But he's the worst. I agree with that. Well, he's I dead mean, now. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Great player. I, all, I mean, maybe the best second baseman ever lived. But mm. Rogers Hornsby is in the. I mean, Joe Morgan was incredible. Did, did you, you say a, no? What was that? Did you say no? No. What? Uh, when I say Joe Morgan's the best game, oh, I said, mm, I, I, cause I, oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he, I, yeah. Rogers Hornsby is probably the best. Joe Morgan's right up there though. Is modern guys. Yeah. Do you see who they're bringing back for the Red Sox uh, broadcast? Oh, that's uh that's an all time talent right there. Like Ellis Burks and, oh, uh, Vaughn. Oh, I mean, it seems like, yeah. Ellis I, Burks. I like, Ellis Burks is a, he's, he's a good player. Another, talk about another guy that you'd love to do or like a, a, yeah. a, a, re- a reason. He's a good player. Career. Five to a player. Right. Um, maybe not defensively, but he could do the other things really well. If you put him in right, he was better. He should, they put him in center. It wasn't a good Yeah, that, 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 that was not a good fit. Yeah, no, good but who was in right at that time when Ellis uh, Burks, uh, Dwight Evans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But not for that long. Cause Dwight would have Dwight left after 80. So I mean, 87, 88, 89, 90. Yeah. Although Dwight was kind of a DH, but, but then 90, you got Tom Bernanski. Right. So you still stuck with, you couldn't put Bernanski in, in, in center. So he kind of got stuck in center. But then, yeah, then at the end of his career, when he was able to go to the Rockies and then go to Cleveland and be more of a right fielder slash DH, he's, but as a hitter though, he could do it all. Very good. And hitter. he's very quick too in his younger days, but I'm not looking forward to him. And I'm not going to listen to these telecasts anyway, or, or watch these broadcasts anyway. So you don't it doesn't watch even matter. You don't watch football anymore. Don't watch baseball anymore. I would, I don't, I can't watch the Red Sox. Who am I going to watch? You can watch them. You can do whatever you want. 
I know, but I need to, then I need to have my heart with a team, and I don't. I, my heart's not ready for another team yet. Hmm. I don't think. Let's. I. I'm all in. If we do expansion, I'm all in. Yes, that'll be my. T- I don't care who it is. We're, Las Vegas. We're I don't year, care. We're years away. Sucks. I know. I'm, I'm, that's my thing too. I, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. On that. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally on board. I mean, I'm still a Mets fan, so go, let's go Mets. But you're right. If expansion comes in, then I'm all in. But uh, yeah, I'm be, be betting, be doing a little global gambling. I hope you win. I hope you win a shit ton of money. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, be the April, let's go. Uh, it was April first, uh, a week from today. Getting, yeah, we're getting there. That's actually fun. I do like. Yeah, it always used. It always was a symbol for me of okay, it's springtime. We're we're getting a good weather again. But I just can't like the Red Sox anymore. So well, gonna, you know, don't watch football anymore. Don't watch baseball. You're gonna be out of it. I'll probably start. I will watch football again at some point. I just was not interested this year. The other thing is a pandemic. I just wasn't. I'm not interested in anything. I'm not interested in all that. Like that sporting events are weird too when no one's there. I just didn't. Eh, I wasn't feeling it. I thought maybe I'd watch a little hockey. I really like watching hockey, but that didn't happen either. So I don't know what's gonna happen. But who would I watch? What baseball would I watch? Can't watch the Red Sox. Let's go Mets, baby! I'm just not really invested in any. I don't really care about that franchise like you do. I mean, I this I'm, is a hometown team. Never your Giants. You like the Giants? We're for the Giants. Yeah, I guess. Fuck the Giants. They suck anyway. That team, that team's, that team's in, right? it's a I really mean, tough division. The Dodgers are world champions. Oh, yeah. Dodgers are the best yeah, team in yeah. baseball. Yeah. Padres are really good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then you have, like, you know, the Giants. The, the, the funny thing is, the Rockies are awful, so you could are watch they? the Giants beat the shit out of the Rockies. <laughs> be fun. That is kind I'll, of fun. I'll be betting a lot against the Rockies. I'm be getting a, betting a lot against the Pirates. Yeah. A lot against the Tigers. Some really bad teams in baseball this year. Ugh. Can make some real money, hopefully. I feel like time came back, and that's that's how it was, I don't know, 15 years ago. It was like bad Giants, bad Pittsburgh, bad well, you're Detroit. Well, you're not wrong. And it's the reason like- you're right is because it's been so long since the CBA. Uh, so the small market teams are getting screwed again. Yeah. And the large market teams are running running wild. And it's then um, a small team. I think you're going to see a strike in baseball next year. So Yeah, that might happen. Uh, CBA is up, and the, the players and owners hate each other. Worse than it's been since 95. Well, not good. Yeah, I'm not really too worried. Oh, well, you don't watch this. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, I kind of it would. It, I do like I did like it when I used to watch baseball. I would at least I tune in there. I mean, there were times when I watched every game and or times that I would have it on while I was doing other stuff. I, I really liked the cadence of it having happening every night or almost every night. But I just don't. I'm just I have no no heart for you're it kind of a, a pink hat we call you people. no I was never a pink hat um I did uh oh, you, you know when they were good and not good anymore you don't really no watch I watched the Red Sox uh for many many years when they were shitty really many years yeah I told you we've talked about this yeah yeah <laughs> Joe fan over there whatever so um in 95 1995 mm-hmm. um my um my my mother's working at uh, New Hampshire College, which becomes Southern New Hampshire University. Yes. Yep. I can't remember exactly. It's in Manchester, you... New Hampshire. Right? Yeah, it's right on the border of Hooksit. Like, yeah. it's really, it was yeah. like two and a half, three miles from my house. In fact, the same road used to, was the elementary school. I think I didn't go to, the, I didn't go to that elementary, elementary school because I, when I got to Hooksit, um, I was in the kind of the junior high, I think. Um, because I think it was first and second, kindergarten, first and second and one, and then third, fourth, fifth, sixth or something in the other something like that but i um so it wasn't far from from my house at all and my mom i think she worked in it was either in admissions or something she dealt a lot with like with students helping students but uh my in 1995 i'm a junior in high school i have my license and um wait was it no in 96 I'm a senior in high school mm-hmm. and she every once in a while she there'd be concerts at, at uh, New Hampshire College and you know and she would like swing me some tickets so uh, she gave me tickets cool. to the show uh, with uh, Dave Matthews band um, and it, uh, 
Maybe it's not about Dave Matthews band, the ugly Americans and um, big head Todd and the monsters. Okay. Big head Todd had a career, a yeah, bit of a career. Bit. Yeah. They had some alternative career, but this yeah. was right. This must've been 95. This was right before Dave Matthews got huge. Sure. In fact, I went to that show and the next day I saw, um, what would you say on MTV? Mm. And they were, it was like one of those like hot that MTV used to categorize like, Oh, here's like a rising yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, star yeah. thing. Yeah. And, but when I saw that show, I was like blown away by that Dave Matthews. Like they were super tight and super good, like very talented band. You could tell these guys were goddamn legit. And I liked them immediately. I was like, Oh, this is an awesome show. It was one of my favorite. Uh, there are, you know, probably a handfuls of handful of shows that I would consider my favorite and uh, favorites. And that was definitely one of them. Like they they were super good. And it was all the under, uh, I really liked under the table and dreaming. I liked Me that too. album yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I don't listen to it much anymore. And Crash no. is a better album, but uh, at that time, it was like a new... It didn't sound like anything I knew. I agree 100%. And it was very interesting, and the instrumentation is really interesting, yeah. too. And they're all good players and very good songwriter and Dave. Um, all very talented players. But so flash forward, I go to college uh, in, in the fall of 96. And in the beginning of 97, um, I buddies in my dorm, in the Glee dorm, they said you know, Hey, Dave Matthews is coming to the fleet center. And so this time, you know, I saw him with 400 people in a small right. gymnasium yeah. in New Hampshire college. And now I'm going to the fleet center with, I don't know, 18,000 people yep. uh, to see Dave Matthews band yep. in like a full stadium. Um, and I wasn't as excited about that because you know, it's not the same as an intimate experience, no, but I did like the band very much. And I was, I was, you know, into it. So, um, but they're like, uh, so my buddy, so we go, we go down and they're like, oh, and you should, you know, but we like Dave Matthews, but there's this band that that's, uh, opening for them called soul coughing that we really like more. And I was like, okay, who's this fucking band? Um, and we go and soul coughing opens and they blow me away. Yeah. Like they are better than Dave Matthews. And I, and that I was instantly a fan, yep. like instantly a fan. I mean, holy shit blew me out of the fucking water and i that became a love affair with soul coughing i love the first two albums uh ruby vroom and um was that oh irresistible bliss which is the album that super bomb bonds on yep. the next one the third album yeah. is it's was it hello so i can't remember what yeah, it is, but yeah, it's, yeah it's got yeah. circle on it that yeah, became that was, that, be, that, that was their like, charting yeah their biggest charting um, but I, I just didn't like the vibe of no, it. No, I didn't either. And I can tell why, like there were def, there was a lot of strife within the band. They were arguing over publishing rights yeah. and writer credits. And Mike, uh, Doty, the, the singer, guitar player, he was having his drug problems. He was, you know, high on opiates and had heroin problems. And so you could tell Sound by then a, a real mess. It was a, that yeah. And I think they were trying to do something different. Um, trying to move past where they were before they were being a little, it's, it's hard. They're an experimental band already. And so like, where do you go from here? I think they just went like a few notches too far. It just doesn't hit. But um, what does hit is a song that we're talking about today, which is of course, super bon bon. It's almost unbelievable that this music is good. It's almost unbelievable because like, if you think about it, it's like beat poetry, which yeah. I hate Me too. Um, with a jazz band, kind of a jazz band, yeah. which um, I like jazz, but beat poetry and jazz together is one of the most horrific things right. ever. Like yeah. anybody who ever does that, um, 
you, you want to blow them up. Like it's, it's so fucking obnoxious and stupid. Uh, it is fake music. Um, and, um, and, uh, a keyboard player playing a bunch of weird samples. It's like, this is not a recipe for success, but for some reason it works so awesome. Like the groove is so good. It's almost, it, it's more aligned with hip hop than jazz. Uh, it just works. Like it's just, I don't know. I, it yeah. works. It's like this weird thing that just, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So I, I love this song. I, this is a top 100 album for me. Probably, yeah. probably near the end of it. But so I was a fan of, um, of them. I think in fact, my favorite song of theirs is screenwriters blues. That's which a great is one. Off of Ruby's room. Yep. So I heard that on BCN. Uh, I think I was listening to more alternative music than you were. So like I was listening to BCN. Uh, definitely. And yeah. what was it? There was another but, like, state- so coffee was like kind of a bigger deal already. Yes. Like, so like I, there wasn't like introduced to them. Like was super like by ni- by ninety seven like I was very much knew who they were okay so like because I I was listening to, I was listening to a lot of alternative music um I really like drew myself into that to that genre yeah uh, for that time period so I was really into them um so screenwriters boots comes out I was still too young to even have a car I didn't have my license yet right uh, but I really like that song and I like some of their tracks on album that album's a bit more sample based it is um and then irresistible bliss comes out and by this time I have a car and I had the tape yep and. I don't know if there were too many cassette tapes I listened to driving around more than this album. Every song is good. A lot, yes. You don't like. You don't need to fast forward through. If if you're a kid with a tape player, it's a you know it's a perfect one to have because there's no weak song. You don't need to worry about fast forwarding. No. Every song is good. Yep. And it becomes a lot. They become. It's not a sample based in this one. It almost has a like a, a. old timey like 19 it 20 1910 feel to some of the songs yes that was kind of a thing smashing pumpkins was experimenting with some of that stuff too yep. um that was kind of a thing in like this very small window of time like 95 97 where you had you have the ska evolution and then you also have like this weird like 1910 music yeah evolution. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of my favorite rap does that too uh do you know jurassic five they're yeah. one of my favorite um rap yeah rap yeah. artists right rap rap bands and they do a lot of that too they'll take old samples for and and it it sort of reminds me it's got it has like some connection here with with soul coughing i like when people do that where it's a little bit anachronistic because it just it throws you off a little bit but soul coughing so awesome. so you got uh mike doty who is the guy singing and he also sometimes plays guitar he's not always playing guitar you've got um you have uh, Mark Degley and Tony, who is the keyboard player, and he is the yeoman in this band. He is the guy who's doing everything. He's playing a shit ton of sam- and this is early samples too. Like people, well, I mean, Paul's boutique. I mean, yeah, but in rap, okay, so in rap, but what the keyboard player is doing is playing a bunch of samples and playing keyboards with mm. it. Like he's doing this double duty thing. He's filling out the entire sound of this band. A lot of the songs don't have guitar on it. So what are you left with? You've got a bass player. It's an upright bass player too, which normally I'm not as forgiving with in a rock or kind of rap environment it, it doesn't usually translate this guy fucking translates but you got an upright bass player you got a phenomenal drummer and you got mike dowdy sort of rapping um and so the keyboard player is left to do all the harmonic structure around it he has to do everything and he is just what's your favorite song in this album is, is mine's probably super bonbon um but my second favorite is soundtrack to mary that's a great one it's a great song and that also got some major airplay on it BCN. did yep um uh, time. 
Super Bomb on, I think, hit 27 on the alternative chart. That's why I grabbed it uh, for this. But it, it wasn't a high. I think um, Circle hit like number eight or it's something. It's so funny because, like, you know, we, we talked uh, about the Tony Braxton song on Break My Heart. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've certainly heard that time, you know, but I would say I heard the ninth song on this album way more than I heard any of the oh, other top. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. That's exactly this right. Is just, like, I just didn't listen to any of that kind of, any like pop music in this time in my life nope. i was listening entirely to fnx and bcn and i and they were they it was really almost like their peak in a lot of ways like that early i guess mid 90 maybe a couple years before this was like really their peak this is when it started no this was there i think this was there because this is when they're opening for dave matthews no, no, bcn oh sorry i'm bcn so like yep. BCN, yeah. oh yeah, yeah bcn like 92 93 is probably their peak but like for me because I, I was a little younger so like 97 is like uh, 96 right now i'm like sure. i'm all in uh but you can kind of feel if you listen to it, then you can kind of start to feel the siding come off the house. Like, yeah. oh, it's starting to fall apart. And obviously by 2000, it's over. But um, yeah, you know, that, as far as them being really influential with some with really music. interesting, interesting music, it's really different. And then it becomes like Limp Bizkit and, and that kind of stuff, which which I know we talk about in the show, but that's, you know, it's not. as much as Limp Bizkit is entertaining to a point from when I was 19, right, it, it might be hold fun. a candle or something like this. No, it's not. Yes. Um, and to your point, looking at that, the top 10 in the hot 100 is like a foreign language to me. It's, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I know some of those songs, but it's like, I, I never listened to this bullshit. No, listen to this brilliance. Listen to what the keyboard player is doing in the bridge part of the sec of the song. So samples. Ow, ow. It's just so sick. All the noises. He's just, he's so sick. I, I I can't say enough about him. Uh, one of my favorites, of course, is this one, which is a, this uh, this will showcase that sort of old timey thing a little bit more. Of course, it's Bust to Beelzebub. Two samples going. Awesome breakbeat. Get onto the bus. That's gonna take you back. Is this the first time? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can hear it. It's really fun. You can That's hear so like fun. a they're heavier example yeah. in this album than they are in the second one. Yep, I think so. Um, it's like so creepy and awesome. It's so Screwers Blues is really ominous. All of their songs have this really ominous, creepy tone. They do. I, I, I'm all in on. I'm all it's in on. Really, it. really fun. It, it gives it gives their music a real edge. Um, and a real darkness to it. And uh, maybe it has to do with some of the demons they were battling, the drug addiction issues, uh, the fighting the band. But you feel it's like, it's the, you feel like the pit of this song is pitch black. It is. And I think part of the anachronism does that too. It's like, this is so out of place for the time we're in. And you're playing these sample, these old timey samples with more modern instrumentation. And you're like, this does, this like, it just puts us off, off kilter. I don't think it feels as, out, it feels out of place now. It didn't feel as out of place in 97. It felt, I think it felt out of place. I didn't think so. Well, it's almost like it's not pop. It's not pop. It doesn't feel like pop. You know what I mean? It doesn't no, but I wasn't. I mean, I, I was listening to pop then. I mean, but I, but I even like can, the stuff I was listening to. When I say pop, though, I just mean like a song, like a song you would normally you you would understand as I don't know. Like Melancholy, Infinite Sadness came out before this. Yep, and that has a lot of that old timey stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Um, even like Our Lady Peace, which came out a little bit after this, that has some um old old timey type stuff sound to it. And then you obviously have the whole ska influence. You heard a lot of this like scrolling that zippers and stuff like that. You heard yeah. a lot of kind of this, this sound back then. Actually, that's true. I guess there was a lot of that ska was kind of similar too. that's old timey. I guess it sounded 
It's always, I always loved it when it yeah. came on. I had, I had tape and I listened to this tape non, I listened to tape more than I thought I did because I, I played it, uh, Laura and I were, uh, went to my uh, nephew's birthday. We, I put the tape, I put the tape in, I put the, the album on streaming. I knew the words to all the songs. I was like, holy yeah. shit. I, like, I still know all <laughs> it. Cause I really enjoyed it. I really, it brought back a lot of good memories. I, like it, it just, I really loved this tape, this album. Here's uh disseminated. This is again, the oh, keyboard yeah, player yeah. just crushes it. Yeah. That's sick. It's just. I'm kind of glad they stopped after three. Yeah. I don't think it would have. Everyone's not very good. And um, I don't know where you go from here. And the whole and the whole music industry changed. It did. So like they were they were just a, a, a really good band at a really specific point in time, and then that time went and they went. But it's but it's cool because like we don't hear, you don't we don't hear their downfall really, and you also don't hear like this song very often or any of these songs very often. And so when you go back and revisit, it's fun. Yeah, it's not like you're tired of it because you haven't heard it in forever. I know. I want to listen to these again because it it's been a long. I used to, as just like you did, I used to listen to the shit out of both of these these two albums. I listened to the shit out of, and I haven't listened to them in forever. So I know they're like if you're if you're into this sound and maybe you're younger, you're not really familiar with it. Uh, Morphine is another band that sounds a similar kind of sound. I, never, never, never felt connected. I like them a lot. They yeah. were a Boston band. Uh, the Eels have some really interesting stuff. I'm sure you don't not really into them. It's really Eels. it's a guy. It's, it's one guy. But the name sound I prob the name sounds familiar. The second album it was really sad. So his sister died. Uh, of uh she committed suicide and his mom died right around the same time and he made basically an album just basically about grief and it's it's a mm. it's a fantastic album it's amazing yeah um and then you have you know you, i really love a lot of this era in music is probably i'm biased everyone probably thinks when they're 17 or 16 it's the best but this particular era is my absolute favorite when it comes to this kind of music I, makes I, sense i have i actually i was bored uh when i was listening i listened to the album a couple of times and i made like a whole deep cut of like all alternative songs <laughs> right of stuff i haven't heard in forever yeah like tracy bonham like yeah. mother mother's a really good song or um there's a bunch of like songs i just haven't because what happens is the pop music sticks around, right? Like, yeah, it does. You know, like, I believe I can fly R. Kelly. Like, that, you still will hear, you know, obviously R. Kelly, scumbag, whatever. But, like, you know, but you still hear that. You, you're more likely to hear that song than you are so-called. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, that had a wider audience when it came out. So I feel like a lot of the songs we listened to when we were uh, this age are just, they're just gone. Yeah. They're forgotten about. But the cool thing with streaming music, I guess, technology, or we just get benefit. Exactly. You can we go just... in, you can find it, and it's like, oh, wow, I can go back and listen to all these songs that I haven't heard in 25 years. Yeah. That's it's that's fun. So these that, are going to go back in the rotation. I, I miss these songs. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Mike Doty had a career after this. So he, you know, he went solo. And my this is how my sister was like, um, oh yeah, I'm going to see Mike Doty. He's the guy from Soul Coughing used to like all the time. And I'm like, oh yeah, he 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 basically had an uh, an acoustic career after this. Don't didn't didn't really like it but and sort of struggled a bit like i know the first album after that after this he sold something like 20 or thirty thousand copies kind of out of the back of his his car he just sort of toured around and, and played music and stuff but uh but then dave matthews took a liking to him oh because right. he liked you know dave yeah. liked him from from, from soul coughing days when they were touring with you saw yeah yeah so uh so kind of helped him get back on his feet in terms of uh oh, you know, record right. deals and stuff and i and i still he makes a career he's 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 doing good i see he puts out a lot of albums i i yeah, he's got like i don't know 15 or something yeah it's, it's pretty it's prolific it's not really my cup of tea but i didn't 
I, my, you know, after my sister was saying she was going to go see him, um, she was saying she really liked like the oh. acoustic stuff, and but I checked it out. I'm like, this is not for me. We have different tastes anyway. My sister and I, it's not, it's not the same, so it makes sense. Um, but the other guys are all session musicians. That's the other thing. So they they all like found each other around the knitting factory in New York City. Um, I saw and and like they played with John Zorn sometimes too. I I saw John Zorn and Mike Patton at the knitting factory. I told you this before, but the weekend that I went right. to, um, like the after party for, uh, SNL. SNL yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were, uh, Doty was a bouncer and whatever. The other musicians were, were just kind of around and in different bands and stuff, but they're, they're legit. They're session musicians who've played with some significant people. Um, the keyboard player, uh, Degley Antoni is a score writer. He's done a bunch of stuff for like Netflix and things too. So they're, they're legit and I love them and we'll never get, we would, we'll never get to talk to, uh, talk about them again, but, uh, no, here's I'm, I'm glad we get to. really cool. I mean, if you're not familiar with it or you, or you haven't heard in a while, I definitely recommend revisiting it. Uh, it, it holds up. It's fine. It's a really fun sound. It's definitely worth putting on, throwing it in the car and driving around. It's really good driving around music. It's, yeah. it's really good stuff. It's, yep. uh, it, yeah, I brought back a lot of memories of that, you know, that cassette tape and, uh, you know, the car I had at the time and just things I was doing at that time. And, um, yeah, really, really good stuff. That was, it was fun to revisit these guys. I, it was fun to see that. I was so happy that it, it held up so well. Yeah. Cause I would have been kind of bummed out. if like something I, me- I remember so fondly. I didn't, didn't enjoy now. Yeah. You no, know, it, it does. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of timeless because of how weird it is. Um, I think there's some truth that I think there's some truth to a lot of the music of that era is is so timeless. Is, is timeless because it's so weird. It's true. It was a really weird. It was alternative. Is really strange, right? I said you go listen to some of these songs. You're like this is you can't imagine any of this happening today. Yeah. And uh, but it's fun to go back because it's so different than what you're hearing now. That it it, it is it's truly is like alternative to what you would hear now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the movies though we uh, Jerry Maguire thumbs up thumbs down thumbs. F- way down oh come on thumbs up uh so we split on that one and then uh people were siphon thumbs up two thumbs way up yeah way up wow yeah uh and we're back next week we are with uh something big movies we have uh gangs of new york because yep, we're right. going to december of 2002 and then uh the patreon show so you folks are going to hear uh catch, catch me if you can. can so i mean bang 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 big right movies. in a row don't miss those we're, we're a huge writer i know you don't like camera goes it's a huge run the best yeah. I, I'll camera goes he sucks he's, he's done two good things four movies in a row they've been nominated for multiple oscars i, I don't know if it'll continue but uh that's, that's a pretty good run that is a good run yeah anything else that's all i got well thanks for listening see ya <laughs>